Welcome to Seriously Change Again, the podcast that's dedicated to transformation and change in all of its forms. Today, my guest is my friend Adil. While I've known him for a long time, I didn't really understand his full background. What I'm amazed about him is how he recognized that he not only had to change, but when he was able to change, how he dedicated his life to helping others and building that deep connection with individuals in order for them to make that change. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Please take a listen. All right. Well, Adil, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. We talked a little bit earlier about kind of the first question I always ask, which is something about something artistic or something creative that maybe yeah. had an impact on your life. Can you maybe tell me about something like that? Yeah, I think the most impact in my life is martial arts. Um, okay. So uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of philosophy and a lot of discipline in martial arts that makes my way into my life. So even when it comes to being to drawing from analogies, just casual conversations to coaching, mentoring, and even sales. It, it always finds its way to sneak in. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, this is great. So as you know, we're here to talk about transition. You've gone through a bunch of different transitions in yeah. your life, but I want to take you back to to kind of coming to Canada. Yeah. You know, what brought you to Canada and, 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 and what was it like when you first arrived? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's such a funny story with coming to Canada too. I think I told you this when yeah. I was uh, just in passing kind of thing. So dad comes to me at eight years old and he's like, where do you want to move? Uh, Barbados or Canada? And I'm thinking Canada being this, the only pictures I have of Canada is similar to what England is, where it's gloomy and, and, and rainy and all that nonsense. So, but, so I immediately said Barbados. But I think in his mind, he was saying, I'm going to do the opposite to what this kid is saying. So, <laughs> so that being said, we ended up in Canada two years later when I was 10 years old. And really and truly why we left Trinidad was um, uh, my parents had a very successful business, uh, grocery store and... Um, but one of the reasons why they left is because they got held up twice. And the last time uh, my father got held up, he was held in the back of the, uh, the, the freezer and at gunpoint. And he wasn't sure at that point what was going to happen. And so it, it came a little too close to home for him. And uh, yeah, so he decided to sacrifice that, let's call it quote unquote, better life um, when it comes to an income for the safety of his children. So in a nutshell, it's just to have that better life. Um, and yeah, um, coming to Canada, we came here in February, so probably the worst time for a guy from the Caribbean to come because <laughs> you don't expect this cold. And my biggest fear was that also what we know about Canada and the Caribbean is that it's a, a French country. At the time, that's what we thought it was. So I'm right. panicking that I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to come into school and no one's going to understand me. Uh, I speak differently than they do. Not only that, I speak a different language than they do and I'm going to have to learn French. And yeah, so it was... It was a little bit of a, of a, of a nerve-wracking thing. But when I, once I got into the school system and whatnot, I kind of saw that um, they're no different. Than, yeah, yeah. Actually, they're friendlier than what you have in, in the Caribbean and in Trinidad, um, for the most part. Different type of culture, but not totally dissimilar from what we came from. Yeah. And so you're, you're now in Canada. You're, yeah. you're, uh, you're going to high school. What, what, what were you like back then? Um, high school, a little bit of a... Of a Actually, it's weird. A little bit of a shit disturber, right? <laughs> so, it's, uh, um, yeah, I, I, again, I came from a great family. My parents are both together. They're both very uh, 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 spiritual and very, they're people of value and, and people yeah. who have values. Um, I just got into the wrong crowd, plain and simple. Um, the 
let's call it the quote-unquote urban lifestyle kind of appealed to me and at the time yeah. we know in the early 90s uh hip-hop music was a big influence on the youth and and something along the lines of rebelling against society or being right, opposite right. to what um the law or the norms are in society and so again got into a little bit of the of the wrong crowd in high school i went to a great high school so it's not even like the influence was even in the high school look at it i kind of uh sought it out you wanted to rebel you wanted to do something i wouldn't say i wanted to rebel i wanted to fit in i don't know why but it was definitely more appealing because i mean you have that status you have that um it, it, you also get that rush and you also get that let's call it what, street cred and respect so to speak <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah. and uh it sounds so ridiculous when you're actually saying it right when you're actually verbalizing it it sounds it sounds ridiculous um and um yeah it's just doing stuff that is went from being a little bit of a shit disturber to a little bit more of real problems real problems where you're actually going to get into um violence and drugs and whatnot yeah so what changed you from that path um a couple of things uh one big incident in my mind i remember um i was at uh, i was at a club and we the only reason why i would be at a club is definitely not to dance it's either to handle business basically to to let's settle a score and um one time i was there and i saw one of my friends pulled out a gun and pulled it out of a guy's head and he's pressing the trigger and getting frustrated that it's not firing oh jeez because it jammed and the hammer was hitting the metal because he didn't cock it down properly lucky for both eh lucky for both yeah. and when i saw that it was kind of like i can't be around this yeah, I, uh, this is this is way too much now. He's willing to take a life um, in public uh, for really nonsense, and he's willing to bring all of us down with us uh, with him. So let's fast forward sure. to kind of where you're 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 at today, yeah. right? So tell me a little bit about what you do today, uh, not professionally, but in yeah. uh, in your support of of helping kind of the youth. So it's easier to actually speak to them. Because you can go to them and tell them, basically, hey, this is what life was. Um, this is how bad it can get and how easy you can slip down that, that, that path. And just kind of like showing them that, you know, if a, if a knucklehead like me can make it to a certain level in life uh, professionally. Um, so imagine if you started the path that I'm, I want to see you on or I want to ensure that you're, uh, you're pursuing how much further ahead you're going to be than me. So what do you think that, that you today need to have, like they need to have an aha moment before they can change? Or can you, can you interject through your influence now? Um, they don't need the aha moment, but I can definitely see the philosophy my father had where you need to learn, you need to, to feel to learn. And a lot of youth, uh, they need to feel to learn. Um, you know, they have to, they have to experience it and they have to the, to, to, to feel the sting of, of, of getting, you know, roughed up by police or, um, or getting kicked out of their house or, you know, even, even ruining your life uh, through drugs and alcohol or substance abuse to get, uh, to, to learn a lesson. Let's call yeah, it for yeah. it is. Again, going back to what my father taught me is like the only way to learn is to feel. They just need to, 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 like either experience or see what the bottom's like. I think the youth of today also know that um, how hard it is to get up from the bottom. Yeah, they, I think they've probably seen 
yeah a lot worse things and so they're a little bit more educated or a little bit more yeah. enlightened yeah. if you exactly will. You know, you got a youth, let's say, that's in, 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 you know, you're working with and stuff like that. What do you, what are some of the things that you can do to help them to make change in themselves? Um, one, one thing I do is, is just show them that they have a worth in whatever that they look for. Um, it, it's sort of, it, it may sound counterintuitive, but to, to have them be okay with not following the path that their parents want them to, to set out on. Right. Uh, for instance, uh, um, so there was, uh, so one of the youth that I, that I mentor, she's a, a troubled youth, um, substance abuse, uh, suicidal, had suicidal tendencies, I should say. And it was just her trying to live up to the expectation of her parents. And when she understood that, you know what, you, I, I just, I just had a conversation with her is uh, what do you want to do? Right. Right. What do, where do you fit in? Where do you see yourself fitting in, in life? And she really didn't know. And so we explored that together and um, really look into yourself and find out what you what you know, what do you feel proud about? She couldn't find a whole lot. And then so we had a conversation. Uh, she's great at conversation. She's great at, at getting people to like her. She's great at, uh, uh, at, at well, understanding people and, and, and empathizing. So from that, we kind of just built a plan around trying to actually impact people's life through human resources. That's very cool. Yeah. So along this mentoring lesson, what, what's some of the big lessons that you've learned as a mentor? Um, the biggest lesson I think I've learned that I have to instill in myself is do what feels right for you. Right. And don't, pers don't pursue something because you think it's the right thing to do or because you want to try to um, impress your parents or your community or even your, your spouse or... Um, or do things because you want to impress yourself. Do things because you think it's best for you. I see you're not going to have your full heart into it because it's it's a sacrifice that you're making for somebody else as opposed to doing something that you are good at and you want to do. In the long term, you're going to be more successful at it um, and keep pursuing it and it's going to be fruitful. It's eventually, it's going to be fruitful for all those people you love. There's some truth to that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything unexpected that you learned through the process? I learned how to listen to myself better. It's really, I think that's what it is. Listen, uh, there's a lot of times where I'm speaking to them and it's it just went, as the words are coming out and giving them some sort of advice on a problem that they came to me for uh, with. Even when it comes to relationships, like a lot of times I, I speak to them about relationships and just me verbalizing it, it's like, why didn't I do that in my past relationship? But stuff like that will happen. And because you're, I guess, because you're, 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 you're the outside guy looking in, you can, it's easier to see the, see the bigger piece of the, uh, sorry, the bigger puzzle than when you're actually living it. Yeah. Well, we're always learning, right? We're yeah. always on that journey. That's very cool. So, you know, thinking back on your entire life, if I said to the, the word to you, transformation, mm -hmm based on all the changes that have come into your life, what does the word transformation mean to you? Transformation, um, I would say it's, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get deep right now. Yeah. It's transcendence. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really becoming, um, uh, becoming malleable and being able to, 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 to mold yourself into the, in, in, into the the sculpture or the picture or the or the or the view that you have or you want to have of yourself and realizing that that's not impossible um it 
it's a hard it's, some journeys are harder than others and some some sculptures are going to be more difficult depending on on the, uh, the 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 material you use to sculpt from but yeah that's that's why i think transformation is taking what is less desirable right now in your life or in or in you know your 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 your, your attitude and finding something out of that and creating something out of that um sculpting the the the, the form out of the stone it's about finding the form within the stone the 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 sculpture is already in the stone it's just for you to find it that's very cool yeah so we wave our magic wand we go back you could change anything in your life what, you know what would you change or what would you do differently this is a this is funny i was actually talking to uh, um, a very close friend of mine about that and we were talking about what would you do differently and because there's a lot of stuff that we have regrets about yeah, yeah when i really sit down and think about it um everything that i've done in my life has led me to a certain to, to to where I am right now. If I had changed anything, I think if I had changed anything in my past, I wouldn't have found the values that I have right now. I really don't think I would have been the better person that I am now. Yeah. Right. So everything that I think that I've been through, it's for a reason, and it, it had to happen that way. If I made any sort of changes, like that butterfly effect, things might have been completely different now. I may not have. I may not have the understanding of the religion I have right now. I may not have the the, the thought processes that I have right now or the or the or, or the even, inner peace that you've you know you've clearly found right yeah exactly yeah well some level of it you know as we go through this process when we talk about transformation I think one of the things that I'm learning from this is that it is a process mm -hmm. and that everybody has to go through it and I'm always surprised when I talk to people like yourself who have been through a lot mm -hmm. and they're in a in a much better place today mm -hmm. they say the same thing which yeah. is you got to go through it yeah. in order to get to where you need to get to, which yeah. is, I think, a really powerful thing. To be honest, I've learned a hell of a lot yeah. from you, not only in this podcast, but just in our interactions yeah. over the last five or six years. Well, so. you kind of you skipped over it, too. You don't allow me to talk. It's actually because uh, I'm not just saying this yeah. at all, but you've been a big impact in my life as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, you probably give me too much credit, but I'll uh. certainly take it, my friend. <laughs> I'll certainly take it. Well, listen, thank you so much for all the... the the time and effort that yeah. you've given. I really appreciate it. And yeah, no uh, I think you've added a lot to our audience. So thanks Thank you very much. Well, this ends our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you for taking the time to listen. Again, my name is Greg R. McGovern. And for more information on the work that I do regarding transformation and change, check out my website at www.gregmcgovern.org. And as I always say, continue to adapt and change for tomorrow's reality.